With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with The Good News. Hey, it is Angie Austin with The Good News. How are you? So glad that you're listening. Got the Good News gals here. Michelle, before she flies down to Florida to be a snowbird. We've got uh, Beatrice, Beatrice Bruno, back. She's gone through uh, a lot recently. We've got Monique Davis here and Cindy. Uh, Cindy is going to be missing for a few weeks. I'm just so blessed when you guys are here in general. And also Donna. And Donna's Overwhelmed Conference is coming up are we going to talk about that at the end of the show? We have that scheduled for tomorrow. Okay. The um, the website, Donna, for people who want to come to the Overwhelm concert, give us the website real quick so they can check it out. Absolutely. It's jerichogirls.org, or you can go to Facebook Overwhelmed Conference, and there's a link to a Eventbrite for tickets. And the date? It's October 6th from 8.30 to 2.30, and this year it's at Denver First Church. And uh, we're going to have some amazing speakers, our own Beatrice Bruno, Drill Sergeant of Life, is going to be there speaking on forgiveness. And uh, the whole theme is about healing and that God's um, love is unshaken for you. No matter what you are going through, he's going to stand you back on your feet and make you feel unshaken, healed, and restored. So check that out, and then we'll talk about it in more depth tomorrow as well. At the end of the program, we'll uh, give an in-depth uh, interview time for Donna to talk about that more. And I've been to several of them, and they're, they're life-changing. It's wonderful to hear the messages of people that oftentimes you can relate to snippets of their lives. Speaking of which, marriage, such a, a, a wonderful thing, and uh, all of us are married here, uh, and... Uh, well, Beatrice lost her beloved husband that you've heard her talk about uh, so many times on the show. And uh, that was just recently. We're going to share. Um, and I was just messaging my girlfriend because she just lost her mom. And they're in their 90s. And I was asking how long her parents were married because she said dad's heartbroken. And, you know, her mom had lost her memory for a while. And he had been, I said, I said, give your dad a hug for me. He took such good care of your mom. We'd all be blessed to have a hubby to stand with us through sickness and health as he did with your mom. He was a good husband. He is a good man. And he is an excellent father because my friend is just the most beautiful soul, Margaret. A couple oh, of you know okay. Margaret. Yeah, she's wonderful. And her dad's almost 100. Mm. And uh, he's, boy, I dropped something in the hallway when I was visiting her mom at the quote-unquote old folks' home. That's the old school way to say it. And he said, oh, sorry, uh, the experienced folks home. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and um, he said, Angie, let me get that for you. And inside I went, what? Like he's going to bend over and get that for me? The dude bent over at almost 100 and grabbed it off the floor. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, he's not quite that agile anymore. I'm like, well, it was only like a year ago that he did that, right? So anyway, I was just so impressed with his level of health 
and he part of his motivation was to take care of her and to be there for her and you know I feel like my husband would do the same for me when he was doing his startup for three years he didn't get a salary and I supported him and I'm like dude you are so blessed to do a startup in your 40s when you've got three kids that you can give up your salary and now tables have turned and I've given up my salary and I'm rebuilding my radio shows uh, the circumstances changed and I said to him this morning I'm like isn't that great that we could be there for each other when we're going through you know I helped you for three years now you know you help me and uh, so it's a team it's teamwork you know and uh, I want to hear a little bit more about this uh, 79 years of marriage so Dave you want to give us a little intro this is a really cool story that I found um, these the so the husband is 101 and the wife <laughs> is 95 she says that she was married only three weeks after her 17th birthday um, Obviously, it's a different time. 80 years ago, it's uh, more acceptable. But um, you can just feel the when they talk to each other, the way they look at each other, just the way they interact with each other. You can feel their love, and it's just very, very powerful. Um, he, they'll tell in the story, but he actually had to go to a home at one point, but he was so miserable without her that they figured out how to get him to stay at home. So, Wow. Okay. How am I? I'm, I'm 101. We'll be in March. Stella? And I'm 95, and I, I'm, what else was I supposed to say? I forgot. <laughs> They're getting old. Huh? They're 95 and getting old. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting old. <laughs> I just turned 17, and uh, three days later, we were married. June 10th, it'd be 79 years. Yeah, she was a cute chick back then. We don't look like that today, but that was us. <laughs> when I was in the nursing home, that was the worst experience I ever had. And she said, you're not going back in a nursing home. I got it home. Take care of them. And she still takes care of me. And I do a little bit of cooking and stuff, and I see that he gets good food, because that's what he likes, and gets what he wants. It works. There's some things I can do and some things I can't do. Snow blowing and taking out the garbage. That's where Sam comes in. Sam, he's there when you need him. Always. He's a great kid. My family's been helping people out in the neighborhood for about 10 to 12 years. They insist on me. I'm like, no, no. I pretty much always lose those fights. I have no choice anymore. Uh, I'll, so sometimes I'll skip out and just not ring the doorbell so they don't pay me, and then they'll end up calling and I'll be in trouble. One, one grader does the, the grocery shopping, and then I have another granddaughter that comes and does the laundry. I got a grandson that comes whenever I call, so I have a lot of good help. I'm happy, and, and he's happy, and when he's happy, I'm happy. I'm happy when she's around. <laughs> oh, Merle, I'm wow. happy when she's around. And Stella. I loved it. It made me cry because everything makes me cry, right, Beatrice? It made me cry when um, it made me cry when she said um, about the granddaughters and the laundry. And then she said, I have a grandson who comes whenever I call him. He comes whenever I call. <laughs> and don't you appreciate the fact that, um, number one, it's great for them, but... Even more, I think it's such a blessing that 
for the grandkids to have that responsibility, to see that level of love, to see that level of commitment, and for them to do chores for somebody they love. I mean, I, I just think that's a win-win. Well, and they're no saying what. grandkids, but they're probably talking about 60-year-olds. Exactly. <laughs> but but then there's those kids, right. too. Right. Yeah. They're probably like 50s and 60s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. My friend. I didn't think about it. Yeah. My friend was visiting his parents here, and he's probably in his 60s. And the Lyft driver said, oh, are you leaving for business? He goes, no, I." it was an, a, a senior facility where he was. He said, no, I, I actually was coming to visit my parents. He goes, whoa, some, a man of your age with parents still alive? They must be in their hundreds. That made me laugh so hard because I know him, and I know that cut like a knife. Yeah, it would. Yeah. It would anybody, yeah. No, listen. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I couldn't hear Cindy. Is Go her ahead. mic on? I'm sorry. I think it is. Yeah, there we go. We just never want to think of ourselves as that old, but we are like the the kids. <laughs> but we'll always be the kids in right. their eyes. Right. Yeah, yep. makes me so, giggle. What were you going to say, Monique? I'm just like blown away by how long they were married. Like that is a true testimony of how what God wants marriage to look like right. and the longevity of it and you know, society today is just so quick to say, okay, let's divorce. Because, Didn't work out. Yeah, I was we mad did, at him. Yeah. I was sick of it, taking his guff. Yeah. So even small stuff like I've told you about one of my friends, she has her husband, well, her ex-husband, because she divorced him. Um, he walked in the house with a Trump hat on one day, and she was like, that's it. I can't take it anymore. A what hat? A Trump hat? A Trump hat. Make America great. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh so goodness. it's just so, such minute stuff that people are like, okay, I want a divorce over. It, it's, well, and that's obviously building up to things, and um, I giggle because one of my best couple friends they're, they're, um, they're a Democrat and a Republican, and my husband is liberal, and I'm more conservative. You know, I'm a Christian. I'm into church. I'm into a lot of things that he's not as into. And so you can be happily married and not agree politically. And people are like, how? Because you don't have to be in your face with somebody. If you agree about 99% of your life, how to raise your kids, uh, how to prepare them from, for college, how to save and invest in a home and retirement and to support each other, you don't have to vote for the same person. But everybody thinks that like, oh, that could be so divisive and ruin your marriage. No, only if you allow it to. Mm -hmm. And I laugh because my two friends are brilliant. He's the president of a huge nonprofit. And she is a teacher and she is a teacher that uh, does not need to teach her work anymore, but she volunteer, pardon me, she subs, which is almost like volunteer. She oh. subs in the Cherry Creek uh, school system because she wants to and she likes teaching and working with kids. They're brilliant. And um, I'll he, he'll post something on Facebook and she'll post, but then you know them too, Cindy. I know who they you're don't, talking about. They don't argue. They don't, they don't, it's funny too, because I said, oh, there's, I call my husband liberal Lou. And then I'm joking <laughs> around about the other husband liberal. And then Cindy's husband goes, and here's conservative Tom. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to make sure we didn't lump him in with all those liberal husbands. But anyway, it was just funny that here we are. Um, there are many people you love who don't have the same political values. And I'm so sad that our world has gotten to the point where it's okay to hate somebody because you don't agree with them politically. Well, guess what? You might love a lot of people that you don't agree with politically, but we don't, I, I, I don't know. I talked to my co-host on the morning show I do about this the other day because he's very out about his political beliefs. And I am more, um, I'm afraid to speak out about mine because I don't want to damage my relationships or my children's relationships with the parents of their friends because of the way that I vote, because 
I don't think that we really are that different. I think we're really a lot closer on many things than people believe. And I don't walk around making enemies because how I feel about abortion versus how they feel about abortion. That I don't think is something that in my day-to-day life is worth ruining a a family relationship or a friend relationship. And uh, one of the the younger relatives wrote on his page back around election time that if you voted for uh, for Trump, please unfriend me. And not everybody that voted for Trump liked Trump, by the way. Just I just want to throw that out there. I mean, not everybody was like, oh my gosh, this is the perfect candidate for me. So it doesn't mean people are racist if they voted for him. It doesn't mean that they're intolerant if they voted for him. Uh, But you know, people don't want to have these conversations. So anyway, this young um, relative, he wrote, if you voted for Trump, please unfriend me. And then I I called up my cousin, who is actually uh, a a Democrat. And I said, does uh, he know that your dad voted for Trump? Because he's planning on staying there with him this summer for free. That's going to be a real problem when he unfriends him on Facebook, because where is he going to stay for the summer for free? So (laughs) just, you know, it just makes me giggle because these are people you love that may not uh, you may not align politically. All right, so I want to go back to the marriage, Beatrice. And only you don't have to talk at all if you don't want, because this is your first time back since you lost your husband. Marriage, to me, having a helpmate is, uh, and I giggle when I look at you, Michelle, because <laughs> I know Michelle, her, she and her husband, they are madly in opposite. love, but she, Very they opposite. are opposites. And so there was a lot of what did my aunt say? It's not 50-50. It might be 90-10 sometimes, you know, (laughs) because she was married like 60-some-odd years. And I said, what's the secret? She said, it's not Uh 50-50. Well, you know what battle to go after. You know what battle you're not going to win. It's so true. I do that all the time. I I mean, it's just true. But you also listen (laughs) to each other. We also know how to do it. Like my girlfriend's like, you need to do this, this, and this to your house. I go, girl, I can handle tackling one issue with him at a time. General Mark, military Mark, as I call my husband, General Mark runs that ship and I can handle one. I can get him to maybe, we'll paint. But I can't say to him, I'm going to remodel. I do each little thing at a time. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and you learn that when you're with them. Um, you also learn, at least Bob and I have, I have, when that you need your own space. Mm-hmm. I need my time alone. When you're social, too. I am, and Bob is not. Uh, and he's Velcroed to me at the hip, and I need to un-Velcro and have my, my time. I just <laughs> you need do. to rip his Velcro off your hip <laughs> sit here but in the lounge chair. You know, and, and, but it took a long time for us yes. to come to that you know, agreement because as a wife, I felt I needed to be perfect. I needed to, and Make again, happy. I'm a lot older than you all. And so in that generation of marriage, that You're a lot more experienced yes, than yes. us. Thank oh my you, goodness! Oh, I <laughs> She's training us. Slip. Yeah, I oh. said little old lady the other day. She oh. went, "Excuse me, I go experienced <laughs> lady." Oh, I forgot. Yes, but you you listen to each other, and then you you use I need statements. In other words, instead of saying you never listen to me, rather saying, "You know what, honey? I just love you lots. I feel that." a lot of times and put it on your shoulders that I'm really not understanding and I really need a hug where I'm not thinking that you do, but man, I do. And I remember when he said, why didn't you tell me you needed hugs? Oh, they didn't yeah, hug. seven and years. And he's like, why didn't you tell he me? Seven years. 
he didn't grow up in a hugging family. My family hugs everybody on the street. Um, I grew up that way. So we grew up very opposite on that. I just and think it's funny that he was like, well, why didn't you tell me you needed a hug? Right, exactly. Seven years into your marriage. Exactly. Like, well, you should have said something. I hated that we think um, that our husbands can read our minds. Oh, You know, we, uh, we communicate differently, men and women. I actually talked about this. The next segment <laughs> was pre-recorded with Nina Rosner. It was about 101 ways to please your wife, ah. 101 ways to please your husband and we talked about this uh, earlier in the week and uh, it's funny because I was telling her that men and women communicate different like when my wife when I'm at home with my wife she'll say something to me like oh it's cold in here <laughs> oh, how and when funny. she means go get me a blanket right, right? or that's turn the heat up right hilarious. and that's what she'll say and I'm like my husband I, would be like too bad for you yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's cold but, in here that's how oh, it feels nice right or but if something. I did say get me a blanket he'd pop right up and get it yes. right if you yeah. said give me a blanket and then you go yeah we would go get the blanket we're gonna get the best darn blanket yeah. that we could possibly <laughs> find in the entire house because we yes. want to make sure that you're happy and comfortable yes but he's the worst mind reader right exactly yeah, yeah. these uh, these past two weeks I learned like I thought I knew um man through my husband and I have learned that I really don't and so God was like I think in a marriage, we look to our, our spouse to give us more than they're capable of. Um, because it's, to me, it's like um, Moses. When when God told him to call all the people and give them the 10%, and you know what I'm talking about, Miss B. So God took me to that, and it was like, you cannot look for a person to give you more than they're capable of. Mm -hmm. So Angie, when you said sometimes it's 90, you're giving 90 and your husband is, and that's how it's going to be sometimes. Sometimes I'm I'm going to give 60 and Andre is going to get 40. It's, yeah. it's, you can't look for the 50-50 yeah. because they can only give right. you what they're capable of. And it's of. interesting you say that because with Mark having been involved with a startup for five years, um, I thought, oh, when it went public that he'd have more time. No, he does not. And so um, I always joke around that he was a different husband like the first 10 years of our marriage. It was the Disneyland marriage. And now it's more like the lakeside marriage, which is the one that needs like a paint job. And one of the seats has yellow caution tape around it. And there's some bolts falling off the Ferris wheel. But with that said, like I know who he is in there, you know. And so he gets like, I'll give my 90 now because I know he's so pushed to the limit that he only has 10% right now. And I'm okay with that because we're still a team. Like I'm pulling him right now. Um, but, but he he has pulled me before, and I know he will. Like, if I tripped right now in life, he would pull me in the wagon, in the little red wagon. But right now, I need to pull him more. And I tell the kids, like, that's not daddy. We joke around about Sundays, how crabby he is on Sundays, and he likes to yell, you vacuum while your room and clean that. Like, vacuuming relaxes him, not us. <laughs> and so he wants us to clean on Sundays. And so we joke around that, oh, it's Sunday. You know, get ready. You better be nice to daddy on Sunday because he is fired up. And me and my girls do the same thing. It's like I walk past Alicia and she'll tell the other two girls, I'm like, CT, today you better go in your room because that's what we joke about. Because okay, this brain injury, yeah, CT. the CT kicked in, you better go in your room. You better room. go in your room. And Beatrice, you taught me, you know, after losing John recently, um, that just the little things that may annoy you, you'll miss later, mm -hmm. you know, to embrace those things about our husbands. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, um, if I can go back to just a little bit, 
I, I found and we found in our marriage that we both gave 100% because one day one of us is not going to be able to give 100%. So the other person is still operating at 100% or close to it, while whereas the other one is maybe operating on 10%, you know, so that works. And like you say, it's a team effort. Uh, but as you come to know your spouse, it's important to, to note all these things and to, you know, to, to not look at each other crazy when we don't do stuff that's, that you're expecting us to do, you know? And so, yeah, um, I miss my husband in the sense that he was just absolutely crazy. He was just, you know, great sense of humor and just miss him, you know, but now I have to give a hundred percent because he's gone from this earth. He he put so much in your daughters and your family, your oh, sons, and seeing them post about him, uh, you know, the last few weeks and about missing him and what he taught them has been really wonderful to see the legacy that he's left behind, not Amen. just in you, but in them as well. Amen. Hey, Beatrice is speaking at Donna's Overwhelmed Conference, October 6th. Give the website again. Yes. Go to Facebook, Overwhelmed Conference or JerichoGirls.org. JerichoGirls.org. We'll be right back. And then we'll talk about all those ways to make your husband and wife happy on the good news next. The good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Having fun in the mountains is easy year-round with YMCA of the Rockies. Come fill your autumn days and nights with our exciting programs and entertaining activities. This year at the YMCA of the Rockies, there is something for everyone during our Fall Fest weekends, starting September 22nd, on September 29th, and also on October 6th. The fun never stops at the YMCA of the Rockies Fall Fest weekends. This year, we have hay rides, square dancing, pumpkin painting, and a ton more fall games and activities. YMCA of the Rockies is an ideal family vacation located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to ymcarockies.org. Fill your fall with fun, exciting, and affordable family adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Go to ymcarockies.org to book your stay today. Hello, hello. This is producer Dave. I am here with the good news. Welcome back. Thank you all for listening. This is the next installment we have in our series where Angie let me really track down a bunch of authors and I really get to get to the meat of these books. And I think there's so many books out there. I'm, I'm a huge lover of books and I'm a huge reader and I love sharing other people's books. I'm an author. There's a lot of authors on the show and we love sharing these books and helping people really get the word out there. But unfortunately, especially when there's a lot of people here in the studio, it can get kind of, uh, we can lose the message of the books and we won't really hear the author as much as we'd really like. So we set this up. I had this great idea where it would be just me sitting in here talking to these authors and really getting to the meat of the book. And hopefully a lot of you listeners out there are going to be thinking, wow, I got to go get those books because there's so many great messages out there. And, uh, and today is no different. Today, we're actually inviting our old friend Nina Rosner back. And she's she wrote the Respect Dare. We talked about that a few months back, and she's written a couple of other books: uh, 365 Ways to Love Your Wife, 101 Ways to Respect Your Husband, and this idea of love and respect 
in a relationship is very, very important to her. Now, she is the executive director of the Greater Impacts Ministries, and she's been doing this for more than 20 years, so she's really, really good at it. She has some really good advice. Hello, Nina. Thanks for being on the show today. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me back. So today... I actually, I know we talked about the respect there, and we'll kind of go over that in a second. Um, and then we we talked a little bit last time about 365 ways to love your wife. I really want to get into 101 ways to respect your husband, though, once we get through that. So um, just because I really think that it's something that maybe not not the people in this room that we usually are here, but a lot of the people out there, they've kind of forgotten how to respect somebody and show somebody dignity and respect without sacrificing part of themselves, right? That's kind of the idea, well, right? Yeah, that's a huge thing and extremely perceptive on your part that you see that. I thought I was the only one that saw that <laughs> in our culture. It makes me crazy. Right, right. And I get a lot of, I, I know people too, I know women in particular, um, you know, they love their partner and they, they love the people that they're with and they, but then they do all these things that demean them and kind of, uh, you know, there's a lot of emasculation going out there. Um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, or you, uh, there's kind of like so talking out the side of your mouth when their back is turned where you say these things and that kind of degrade them. And even if they can't hear them, they're still f feeling the impact of that disrespect, right? Yeah, and one of those, you know, the gossiping about our husband or complaining about him, you know, that actually rewires our brain so we think less of him. So that this horrible, self-perpetuating, nasty, not awesome habit that we have, and it really tears people down because eventually she's going to find out that you're saying something like that, even if you're just, you know, criticizing him to your girlfriends or whatever. We call that husband bashing, and it really isn't honorable behavior. I don't want somebody talking like that about me. If they have a problem with me, I want them to come to me versus degrading me around other people that might know me. That's just not respectful behavior. Right. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I just think even if they don't ever find out about it, it's still there's things that would connect them to it and make them feel like you were doing those things. Um, now, there's another phenomenon that I'd like to talk about for a second is that not only are 70% of all divorces initiated by women – but the other side of that is it blindsides their partners. And a lot of men are like, what? You know, because even though if they aren't getting the respect they deserve, they still feel like they need to work through it. It's hard to find that way to daily affirm your love for each other while a lot of women let it stew until it gets to the point of no return. And then they initiate this whole thing where they're going to change everybody's life. Can you talk about yeah. that a little bit? Yeah. So a lot of times, and I'm not saying that all women are like this, um, and I don't, I'm not trying to bash women. I am a woman. <laughs> I gave birth to one. You know, so I, I, I love women. I love men. You know, there's really not any genders worse than the other. It's not that. We do have some differences in the way that we communicate, however, that can be kind of destructive. And one of the I, – I teach online courses with our ministry, Greater Impact. And in our Strength and Dignity class, I see a lot of women – that frequently think they know what their husband is thinking. And as, if it's good, that's okay. But unfortunately, they ascribe negative motive to his behavior, and so they're attaching some sort of heinous motive to this thing he's done or said or not done or whatever. And really, the blind side part of that is that, you know, she doesn't communicate about it. She just thinks he meant da-da-da-da or thinks he didn't 
um, love her. And so he isn't, you know, taking care of the car or something like that because he's got the, you know, he just doesn't care for her anymore. When in reality, you know, he, it's probably not even on his landscape. And so a simple, hey, do you mind adding this to your things that you do, set a reminder in your phone or whatever to you know, take care of the van this weekend. Um, those kinds of things, just simple communication. But instead, <laughs> we like to, you know, we take it personally because we don't respect ourselves. We don't have uh, high enough esteem or opinion of us because we're watching Facebook and Instagram and seeing how much better everyone else's lives are. So we're thinking less and less, and we're increasing depression and anxiety in our country because of social media. So it's making our relationships worse. And we see these things kind of starting to play out in the way that women interact with husbands. It's not helping. And, you know, assuming the best about your husband is really what is at the core of respect for him. Right, right. And you really shouldn't compare yourselves to others, um, which is something that I think you've talked about before uh, on the show, but it's something I think is a really, really important topic is you can't, you can't force yourself to be perfect. You can't, you can, you know, like you, we live in that social media age where ev we all feel like we're <laughs> so inadequate and everyone else is so perfect that has their lives together, right? And so it's this weird phenomenon. Where, but everybody feels like that. Everyone's looking out at all these other perfect people, and they feel inadequate in themselves. Yet they feel the need to make themselves look, quote-unquote, perfect, like these Instagram moms, and there's all these, you know, all the homemade things, and just making sure that everyone, like you, have no problems. Oh, but yeah. that's, that's kind of toxic to any relationship, right? It really is. And shoot me now. I never look at Pinterest. I just can't even. I have no crafting skills whatsoever, and it just depresses me. But, and, and hats off to women that can do that. I think it's awesome. But the, the point that you're making in terms of the comparison, yeah, what people put out there on social media is not their reality. And so we, but we're wired to be social creatures, and so we're influenced. I mean, there's tons of data around this. If you want to be thinner, hang out with thin people. If you want to get athletic, you know, hang out with, join a running club. I mean, those, the people we associate with basically determine who we are, what we're about. And so if we're choosing to spend a lot of time on social media, what we're thinking is this is the goal, perfection. And the reality is, is that our day-to-day -day stuff is not even close. And what we don't see is that their reality is not what they're posting. So we have this impossible thing that we're supposed to live up to, puts a lot of pressure on us, puts a lot of pressure on the marriage and the relationships, and it's unrealistic, and it actually causes depression and is causing, I believe, more conflict because, well, Susie's husband did da da da. Right. And he got to go this place on vacation, and how come you never take me to that restaurant? And, you know, oh my goodness, stop. That's not reality. We all have dirty underwear someplace in our house, right? Exactly. You know, your exactly. dog threw up on the carpet in the other room. I mean, these things happen, and nobody takes a picture of that and puts it on Instagram. Right. So, anyway. Well, and I couldn't agree more. I think this kind of being happy with who you are and being happy with who you are together is the most is really important thing. Um, you mentioned a, a little bit ago that it was simple communication. I think that's funny because women and men kind of communicate differently you know like a man in my experience uh, men typically want to help their wives do whatever and you know help them you know just complete tasks and women kind of uh kind of communicate in a different way for example mm -hmm. i was sitting in my living room and my wife said to me "Ooh, it's cold in here 
And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, it's freezing, right? You're right. You know? yeah. And instead of saying, will you go get me a blanket? And then where I'd run right. up this, and make sure I got the best darn blanket I could ever possibly find for her so that she could be happy and I could, she could be happy with what I did and she could be warm and, you know, yeah. comfortable and I could feel happy because I completed that goal. So and I, there's this huge difference yeah. in how we communicate. And I think that making a simple communication, that's one thing I think you do in this book and 101 ways to respect your husband is really break down to very simple ideas of very simple ways of how to do that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm laughing because I totally knew what she was thinking. <laughs> right. She wanted you to yeah, she wanted you to adjust the thermostat or bring her a blanket. <laughs> and yeah. And women tend to be more relational in the way that they communicate. Um, our brains have more connections between the logic side and the relational side. So we see all these interconnections and all these things as if you do this, then it's going to impact that. And, and then that's going to overflow into soccer practice next week. You know, So we have all of that in our head when we're talking to people. And men typically are more process and systematic, You know, trying, like you said, solving the problem, that kind of thing, because our brains are different. And so when we have communication breakdown, which happens in every relationship, there is no perfect, then you know, we tend to, because of our culture, we tend to blame somebody else because we need to look perfect. That means we can't have made a mistake. It couldn't be our fault, so therefore it must be yours. And one of the best things that we can do is recognize, I've been doing this communication coaching thing for a long time, since 1991, and I have seen in 100, not kidding, 100% of the couples or individuals that I work with, both people are responsible to some degree in a conflict situation. And even in the situations where, you know, there's, there's physical violence going on, there's something going on on both sides that even if it's just I'm staying in the relationship or I don't have any boundaries and you know, whatever that is, we're contributing to that. And so if we'll go there first versus blaming our partner, then what happens is we have something we can actually do something with, and then we can connect through intimacy relationally because we're not so proud that that gets in the way. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's, I think it's brilliant, and it seems so simple, and it seems <laughs> to like it eludes so many people, including myself often. Obviously, uh, we all have those downfalls. Um, so this is Producer Dave. I'm sitting with Nina Rosner, our old friend Nina Rosner. Um, we're talking about several of her books 101 ways to respect your husband the respect dare which helps you learn to respect yourself in different ways um and and just the daily things that you can do so that you can make sure that not only are you living a better life but you're communicating more effectively and you're having a happier life with you know with the people that you uh, spend the most time with now, Nina, um, one of these things, one of these ideas that you put out in these books, which I don't know exactly how I feel about it, is the PDA, the Public Displays of Affection. And you said that this helps relationships, but uh, obviously it has to be under some sort of, there has to be some sort of guidelines to not go too far, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, if somebody's telling you to go get a room, there's a problem. I mean, keep it G-rated, hello. But, yeah, a public display of affection, communicating tenderness in, you know, in front of your kids, in front of your friends, you know, it just means that we're connected as a couple. We are part of each other. We're, you know, committed to each other. It, it doesn't mean that either a property or anything negative like that. It doesn't mean that you have to claim, you know, stake your claim. It's not anything negative. It's just I feel like this person and holding hands is normal for us. And, and and having the choice, you know, of making 
a connection, you know, putting our hand on a shoulder. And our, our culture's gotten so litigious and worried about every little thing. I think people touch each other less. And it makes me really sad because we need physical contact to build connection with other people. And we need physical contact. We need touch to release serotonin, which is the feel-good hormone, which takes cortisol, which is the stressed-out hormone, and it tells it to shut up. And so if we're in a situation with our spouse or even one of our kids, you know, when, when there's a tense moment or whatever, just grabbing the hand or putting a hand on the shoulder, those, that can mean a lot to that person. Without them even knowing what's physiologically going on in them, it's having an effect positively. So, yeah, that's why we encourage that to happen. Well, that's great. I, I, I'm all about that as long as you keep it under control, you guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, but uh, so thank you very much, Nina Rosner. We're talking about 101 ways to respect your husband. And um, something that, so this seems like it's so simple, like we should know that. But then if you really think about it, it's very difficult to describe. But you ask the question, what does respect look like? And if you ask yourself that question, you think, oh, that should be easy to answer. But it's really not. Right? Well, our culture makes it super difficult, and there, we certainly know what disrespect looks like, right? And that's an aggressive, demeaning, um, cutting, sarcastic type of interaction, you know, the eye roll, contemptuous, all that kind of stuff. When we go, okay, well, what then does respect look like? And at the core of respect is recognizing that someone else is precious, that they're of value, and then we treat them in kind with that value. So that means that we're gentle in our communication. We don't give advice and boss people around, tell them what to do, unless we say, hey, um, you know, I might have an idea about this. Are you interested in that? Because to, to do otherwise, to tell someone, you need to go do da-da-da, we may be right, but what we're communicating is you're not smart enough to know what you should do. <laughs> right. And something as small as that, is disrespectful. And so we really need to have a, a longer connection, um, a bigger filter, if you will, between our brain and our mouth. And we need to think in terms of the preciousness of this other person. So looking at them and saying, okay, how would this be received? How would I feel if somebody told me that sitting where they're sitting? And and that's the attitude that changes our interactions and makes them more respectful. That's awesome. I, I love this idea. I, I love spreading this message. It's something that I want to talk about in my everyday life, and uh, this, this book has really helped me put words to it, which I think is really great. It's really awesome how simple and easy you made it and how fun it is to read. And, just, and it really is, I can see by using some of these exercises and doing these things daily, you could really see relationships changing across the board there's you could really fundamentally change how you see each other how you see yourself within a relationship and i really like that um can, we only have a little bit of time left but can you tell us where to get these books and how we can keep in touch with you for your next books and everything that's going on you bet uh, we are in every major re retailer of course amazon has everything right and barnesandnoble.com and you know, your big stores uh we're also on the web at ninarosner.com and you can get our ministry website at greaterimpact.org. 
That's if awesome. you go to the Greater Impact website at greaterimpact.org slash marriage, there's some free downloads for you. Awesome. It's free downloads at greaterimpact.org slash marriage. And we've been talking with Nina Rosner uh, again about her Respect Dare, 101 Ways to Respect Your Husband. Thank you so much for being here today. And I really appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll have you on the show again. And just keep, always keep us updated about what's coming next, okay? Thank you so much, Dave. It's been great to be here. So, everybody, go get the book. You can get it. There's so many different places. So go get some of those free downloads just to get a taste of what it's about. And uh, and if you ever have any questions about any of these stuff, any of these authors, if you miss their name or their website, feel free to contact us at angieaustinradio.com. Thank you. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to The Good News. If you like The Good News program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com AngieAustinRadio.com Just click on Contact Me. I would would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, would you like to donate items? You know, maybe some old sporting equipment, old furniture, old clothing. You'd like the tax write-off. You'd like to help others, but it's kind of a hassle to gather it all up and drop it off, and you're just too busy. Well, guess what? Bark Thrift Stores, they will come right to you, to your house, pick up your items, and leave you your tax write-off donation form. How do you do that? Call 303-238-JANE. 238-5263. And again, all of these items that you donate, they help people right in our own community. Uh, they help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And what better thing to do with your items that you no longer need than to help others? I shop at ARC all the time. I get my kids sporting equipment, gotten a rocking chair. I've gotten boots there. I have a purse that's amazing that still had the tags on it. It's a coach bag and I got it at ARC. I shop there and I help others and I donate my items about once every month or two and I call 303-238-JANE and they come right to my house with a truck and they pick everything up. Here, check it out. Again, 303-238-JANE. Angie Austin here. I want to tell you something that's close to my heart that I, I, I hope you'll feel uh, a passion for as well. Uh, helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. I have a lot of friends who work at ARC. They're ambassadors. They have over 300 differently abled ambassadors. And so I shop at ARC all the time. I donate my items to ARC. And they give a lot of money back to the community. And they have a big gala coming up. And so I have the president and CEO of ARC. Uh, Lloyd Lewis is here. And uh, he's going to tell us about the uh, gala and also his passion for this work and hiring people like his son, Kennedy, who has Down syndrome. Hey, Lloyd. <laughs> Angie, we are so excited about our 50th anniversary gala. It's going to be on September 8th at the Hyatt Regency downtown, and we expect seven or 800 guests to be joining us celebrating everything, everything that we do in the community. And uh, we will have a fashion show featuring some of our employees with disabilities who will be wearing clothing from our stores. They'll be accompanied on stage by Channel 7 anchors, and that'll be a lot of fun. 
We are also going to have Heroes of the Year, three of our employees with disabilities. And, uh, and they are, I think they've been on the show. I know Miles has been on many times on the all, show. I think all three of our heroes have been on your show, and they really enjoy your show. And we're just going to celebrate them for what they bring to our company, their contributions and their positivity and their willingness to, you know, really jump in and do whatever they're asked and appreciate their co-employees. And, and they just really make the company go. So well, we're very excited. A, a wonderful thing about shopping with ARC, it's shopping with a purpose. I get great deal, deals there. I, got, I buy a lot of my children's sporting equipment. They're involved in basketball and baseball and swimming and gymnastics. So we get a lot of things at ARC, including clothes and shoes. And so you can get great deals there. But again, the money goes back into the community. And they have a lot of ambassadors who really uh, have a wonderful purpose in life through their work with ARC. And if you'd like to go to the gala on September 8th at the Hyatt Regency or find an ARC location near you or you want to donate items, the website, Lloyd? ARCthrift.com. ARCthrift.com. And you know, in terms of the donations, I um, I do that quite often. I have the truck come. My husband's not one that likes to hang on to things, so he loves ARC because he likes to, you know, me to get rid of things. And I kind of feel like um, good about giving them away when it goes to ARC because I know the money is used to help our community. You raise a lot of money, but you don't just help, you know, people through ARC. You also help a lot of other nonprofits in the community because your thrift stores generate income. So first, let's start about uh, talking about when we buy items at ARC, how does that help? Um, well, we collect donations from the public. We sell them in 27 thrift stores, and the net proceeds go to support a lot of great charities, uh, 14 ARC advocacy programs across Colorado, helping 10,000 individuals and families who have intellectual disabilities like Down syndrome, like autism, like cerebral palsy, and those advocates are helping them find jobs, housing, medical services, services in schools. We also employ over 300 employees with disabilities, so we're the one of the largest integrated employers of people with disabilities in the state of Colorado. And all of the net proceeds from donations that are sold in our stores go to help these wonderful, deserving charities and, and people that we support. And just one simple example, uh, Lori, a friend of mine who's an ambassador now with ARC, she's a greeter, and she's down at the Casa Bonita location. Um, she, before she was an ambassador, told me she'd outgrown her wheelchair. And I can't imagine how painful it is to be in a wheelchair that doesn't fit you anymore, and they're expensive. And so she told me ARC bought her a new wheelchair when she outgrew her old one. I mean, imagine being in a wheelchair you don't fit in, how much that would hurt to be in that, that you know, tw you know 16 hours a day. Lori is one of our favorite ambassadors, one of our favorite employees with disabilities. She has this delightful, charismatic, very cheerful personality. She's funny. She's our ambassador who told my CEO group that she was gunning for my job because she'd throw better parties. She probably would throw better parties. And when I chided her at bowling night, she said she was throwing me under the short bus. She has this terrific sense of humor. She does. She writes beautiful, very moving poetry, and uh, she's just a delight to have in our store. She wrote me a letter once, too. Yeah, she's... she's uh, She's very, uh, has a lot of depth to her personality. I mean, she's very funny. Uh, and she told me when she goes, I'm very smart. I said, I'm, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very smart, Angie. I'm well aware of that. So uh, shopping, donations, and the gala. And so where do they go to find the various locations? Because you're all over the place. Yeah, on our website, arcthrift.com, you can see a list of our 27 stores. And we're also opening a new store in Brighton in October a new store in Longmont this coming winter. Wow. We have a letter of intent on a North Glen store. Uh, we are finalizing a letter of intent on a Boulder store. So you can find a store, you know, no matter where you live, you will find one of our thrift stores. Love it. 
Uh, and again, uh, if you want to donate and you want the truck to come, 303-238-JANE is another great way to have the truck come right to your house for your donations. 303-238-JANE. Thank you, Lloyd. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.